Whoa there, space cowboy. Brokeback Bebop is a podcast with explicit content intended only for mature bounty hunters. Listener discretion is advised. Listen to all 40 steamy sessions of the show right now by supporting Brokeback Bebop at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I think it's time to blow this scene. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay. Three, two, one. Steven's been out with my whore. <laughs> I'm not just running around you, Zach. I'm running away from you. Let that sink in. <laughs> Hi everybody, get ready to sink in to another episode of Brokeback Bebop, the galaxies, I don't want to even say fate, one of the galaxies Cowboy Bebop yeah. podcast. We're here, we made we're it, back, Mom. we're getting really close to the end of this thing, we've only got a few more episodes of this franchise left to cover. I'm starting to get a little bittersweet, even though if I'm ready to be done with the Netflix Cowboy Bebop for my entire life, but that being said... I'm excited to be back. I'm excited we've still got a few episodes left to do. And let's get into things. How are you, Steven? Yeah, so I'm I'm good, Zach. How are you? In in real world, uh-huh. we just we saw each other recently. We did see each other and I when we're together, especially when we're together in a group of people, you make me laugh to tears and Aww. also like I just kind of a little bit feel bad for everybody else because <laughs> oh, well, like they're not in on it. We're playing to the crowd, but we are individually picking up everything the other person is saying, and it yeah. must be exhausting. I'm sure. What do you think? Because there were so many moments where like I was referencing things that only you and I would know, and we were what one third of the amount of people there. Yeah. So for the other two thirds, they must have just hated it. Yeah. I had like, it's probably time. cute at first, like a little bit amusing, but then I'm sure it gets old fast. Yeah. Well, they don't know that we're used to just going on and on <laughs> for hours. We will not stop. Yeah, it was a lovely time. Thank you for having me in your home. It was. It's always really great to see you. I, I laughed so much that I was crying. Steven was yeah. making up, like, nursery rhyme songs. <laughs> um, it was a good time. Like, like, like uh, I, I never experienced this, but, like, what I imagine they would do in the back of a camp bus, you mm-hmm. know, on the way from camp, like, sure. I want to fuck you or something, whatever. They're, they're all called something like that in movies, so. But that's not really a thing, though, is it? Did you ever do anything like that? I went Absolutely to some not. church camps. I went Ooh. to a church camp I did called a church Spring camp. Hill, nice. which, honestly, I look back very fondly on because it had a lot of the fun camp things that one specifically was a ton of ass you went for i fucking wish (laughs) uh but they had like a really cool like water park on a lake type thing with like that's cool do you know the blob what the blob is big like thing that like you jump on it and like bounces someone yeah they had that and it was oh that's cool and they had this really big and steep like aluminum siding water slide type thing like 
stuff like that's that was awesome. really fun. Yeah, that's cool. No, people. I didn't do that. Whenever I've been asked a handful of times, like someone's like, "Well, Zach, have you ever shot a gun?" And I'm like, "Well, yes, I've shot a rifle at a shooting range." And people are like, "Wow, <laughs> really? That surprised me." And I'm like, "Yes, I was 13 years old at church camp." And <laughs> They offered a rifle course. That's the only time I've shot a gun was at a church game. Wow, nice. I shot it at, like, I went with my uh, cousin and his parents to Arizona, like, on vacation, because, like, right. vacations weren't, like, a thing that I, I did really as a kid. But we went to, I went with him and, and his parents to Arizona, and we went to, like, this cowboy place. Uh-huh. Uh, cowboy place is the wrong way to describe it. You could ride a horse. Like so, he like rode horses. So you and were saving shot a gun, a cowboy. Yeah, by Save riding a cowboy, riding, ride a horse, ride a horse. Exactly. The Them cowboys have been ridden hard. Yes, but I, I shot a gun there. I was not accurate at the ripe old age of let's see. Shaquille O'Neal was on the Phoenix Suns, so it must have been two thousand. <laughs> I don't or think eight. I was even looking to see if I had shot anything with the gun. <laughs> I think putting myself back in my shoes. I was just nervous that the kickback was going to hurt, so I think I did it, and then I was like, I did it, I did it, and everyone was like, okay, back of the line. They were like, you're 24, sir, please chill out. Which church are you with again? I did it, guys, I shot. (laughs) I shot. (laughs) But yeah, it was a fun time. Yeah, it was good to see you, and now, you know, when people listen to this, it could be any weird time that, Mm -hmm. that this is available for them, but it's the... The dawn of a new year. Oh, shit, it is, yeah. Literally, as we're recording this, it's the first day of a new year. Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. The sun's peeking up over the horizon. Zach and I record this in a meadow together. Any anime on on your palette these Ooh, days? Ooh, Zach, I'm it's, happy. And I would, love, I would love for you to say anything other than, like, the three or four that yeah. you've really been watching this season and have mentioned a lot. Well, guess what? I'm gonna... Um, so I don't know if I talked about this since last time. I do want to mention Mob Psycho aired its final episode, mm-hmm. like not just the season of the show. Whoa. It was incredible. One of the greatest things I've ever seen. It's, it's probably, I'm letting the dust settle a little bit, but it is probably going to end up in my top, maybe three all time anime. It's incredible. Wow. The show as a whole or the finale? The, the show as a whole. The finale is pretty top tier. But this is giving me the opportunity now that this anime season is over to uh, go back and finish some of the seasonals that I that I dropped earlier in the year because I got really busy and didn't get to finish them. So I've been finishing this season of Princess Connect Redive, which um, is like your your fantasy like world anime. We've got oh like yes, Princess Protection Program. <laughs> Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato. I'm well aware of this one. <laughs> Um, but it's based on a, a like a game, like a phone game, um, is because basically Laffy sometimes Birds? what they do is they make these shows. They'll make one season of them to get people to play the game and spend mm-hmm. money on the game because it's sure. like a gotcha game. So you're paying to r- get roles to get cute little anime girl characters. Sure, like a freemium. I think freemium is a way that that's described. Is that a what lot. they call that in the U.S.? Well, because it's a free game where you have to pay a premium to actually do anything mm-hmm. substantial with it. So freemium. Yeah. yeah. But it's super fun. I've spent a lot of money in the game. 
Uh, of course you have to get cute course. little anime exactly. girls. Exactly. But this time they made the show and it was so good that people wanted a second season of it. Normally shows like this don't get that, but they made a second season. It's awesome. Has some of the best animation of any show I've ever watched, which is crazy to say for a show like this. Great, wow. incredible orchestral score. It's from the director of Konosuba. It okay. does a lot of the work on this show as well. So it, it's just high quality. It's hilarious. Super cute. It's about like a gourmet food guild. So like, you Tell know me like what it's called again? Princess Connect Redive. Okay. It's a nonsensical name that has one word to do with the plot at all. Kind of princess. Yeah. <laughs> the redive is a thing, but it doesn't mean anything in the show because the show like drops you in the universe like after the games, basically, or, mm -hmm. or during the course of the games. It's mm -hmm. very confusing, but it doesn't really have anything to do, especially the first season with the games at all because they just want to eat yummy food together as friends and that's the show and it's really peaceful and calming and amazing so check it out because it'll go from like amazing slice of life nothing's happening they're harvesting rice to they're in one of the visually best fights of the year it's incredible really Interesting. really good. good show well moving from one good show on to another i think it's time to talk about what we're here to talk about today Let's do it. The next episode of Live Action Cowboy Bebop. We're talking about episode nine of the 2021 Netflix live action Cowboy Bebop. And this episode is kind of one that we've been talking about for a while because yeah. of a reference to this event that as fans of the original, we're not familiar with. Uh, today, we're talking about Blue Crow Waltz. Yeah, I, I've been looking forward to this one, Zach. They, they, we know that something happened with Spike at, at the Blue you Crow. You killed all of them. Even, Even that, that kid. kid. Yeah, <laughs> this episode was directed by Michael Cattleman. Uh, he directed a couple episodes before this. He did Dog Star Swing, Callisto mm. Soul, and Binary Two Step. And next week he directs the season slash series finale slash ending as of now of the whole entire Cowboy Bebop franchise. Next week, Supernova Symphony. Ooh. Do you think that it's just going to be like that a Oasis futuristic song? version oh. of Bittersweet Symphony? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bittersweet Symphony. I was thinking Champagne Supernova. Because mm. it's Supernova Let's Symphony. Let's do a it literally, They literally threw a dartboard at Oasis songs and at the <laughs> and just one, two words. the Verve Pipe song, I think is what that <laughs> band is. Is that right? Uh, is it just the Verve? I never know because there is a the Verve and a the Verve Pipe and I'm pretty sure they're both one-hit wonders. Nice. But Love I'm not going to gonna look it up. Uh, the episode <laughs> was written by Jennifer Johnson. This is her only writing credit on this program, probably for the best. Uh, but I looked up <laughs> that she did a bunch of other stuff. She actually had quite the career. So she did 18 episodes of a 90s MTV show I've never heard of called Undressed. Have you ever heard of that show? Sounds hot. I'd watch it. Uh, she wrote two episodes of Lost. Wow. Uh, seven episodes of Cold Case. Okay, I've watched that show. And she was the creator of a short-lived show called Chase that I, I didn't know about, but she created it. And she has a ton of other, like, one-episode, one-off writing credits. So wow. quite the writer. Good and, of course, Jennifer this episode, Johnson. Jennifer Johnson, classic JJ. <laughs> JJ. Come on the show, Jin John. Jin Jo. <laughs> uh, and this episode, of course, aired along with the entire series on November 19th, 2021. Stevie... I'm gonna. Wh what do you think about that, Stevie? Can I can I call you Stevie, or is it Steve or Steven or nothing? I, I've there's like one person that calls me Stevie. Is it family or or uh, 
Is it family or leisure? Uh, work, actually. There's a, a student that's a lovely lady, and she calls me Stevie. I'm going to guess she's older than 60? She's around there. All right, Stevie, let's do some trivia. Trivia time with Zachy and Stevie. Absolutely not. Now, I've, I'm a professional, <laughs> so I'll be uh, just referred Zachariah. to as Zachariah. I like the way that when you call me Zachary, you make it two syllables. Zachary? Yeah. I like it. I like that, too. Uh, okay, I've got four questions this week. Oh, I've got a whopping three, so why don't you kick us off, Zach? Okay, in the beginning of the episode, what building are Spike and Vicious in? Oh, they are in City Hall? No. The mayor's office? No. The courthouse? Closer. The judge judge room? No. Judy Justice? Nope. They're in the district attorney's office. Fuck! The Tharsis Division. God damn! Well, the district attorney doesn't have his own fucking building. It's the district attorney's office in the courthouse. Oh my god! You were right. That fine. Fuck. You were right. One point, Steve. It's in the it's in the town square, Zach. What do you know about fucking uh, logistics and city planning? Yeah, yeah. Get your shit together. I've played Sims. (laughs) Uh, My first question for you: What's the name of the woman Spike spares? The trick question. Ooh. Spike's not in this episode. Only fearless. It, was it Denise? Ooh, racist. You just picked a black woman name. Yeah, we're That's... looking for Brenda. Brenda. That's not. Is Denise a black? Do you, how person many white name? Denises? Don't say Denise Richards. That's how exactly many... what I was about <laughs> to say. I feel like Denise is a pretty white name. I don't know. Radisson, <laughs> tell us my, if your name's Denise, Denise. What color are you? <laughs> Picks or, or picks for proof, please. <laughs> this isn't the show where we have like a way for people to write into us. So like, just find us, Denise. Yeah, just Denise. Let us. us know what Knock color on you our are. Door, tell us what color you are. Uh, my next question for you: What does Julia say? Syndicate men are like. Ooh. Yep. 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 Okay. Hold on. Give me a second here, man. I gotta work some through some things here. Mm-hmm. They're like a bear. Yes. You can. Fun to look at, but don't roll down your window. Oh my god, what a weird thing to what say. What the fuck does that mean in future? <laughs> There's not just bears running the fuck around. She's not driving in a car in the rolling future, down her windows in rural Kentucky. People shaking a can full of money walking in between the lanes uh, while you're driving. It's bears. <laughs> it's and just bears. They're cute to look at, but don't roll your window down because they're going to try to sell you fruit or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the bears have like a like bullet belt of essential oils wrapped around them. They're running around. Somewhere. Or maybe they're talking about bears, the gay subcategory. That would make mm, they're fun eh, to look no at. Gender. But here, don't not around grin. Cross a line through that shit. What did Zach. I say that was gendered? Bears. Yeah. Who's the? the... Wait, can there be lady bears? Oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. Good to know. Um, <laughs> interested. You slap enough hair on anyone, you got a bear, my friend. Uh, what reasons does Anna give for turning fearless down? Like when he says, let's run away together? Yeah. 
Anna. What does Anna oh, get? Anna. Oh, Anna. Yeah, uh, Anna. You know you can't outrun the syndicate. And Julia's me big bright shining star, SpongeBob. Sorry. Um, early, turn him down romantically. Oh. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. He's too young. Uh huh. He's too young. He's too skinny, and he's too tall. Oh. No. He doesn't have enough money. There we go. Good yep. job, Zach. Uh, seventh time's a charm in that one. <laughs> Is it my turn? Yeah. What's on the wall behind the syndicate boss's desk? Uh, big old bull. A big old bull. No, he's got a, a like, fish skeleton. Oh, that thing. Yeah, yeah. that was kind of funky. What dance do Spike and Julia do? I saw you write that down as soon as I made a joke about it. And well, because I was planning to called. write it, and then I was contemplating, oh, does he know? But then you didn't say the name of it, and he so doesn't. I wrote it down. He doesn't know. Let's do the, let's do the Jupiter Jimp Jump. Oh, you're close. Try another. You want to try for real? You got the planet right. Jupiter Two Step. Oh, you dumb bitch. We alliterate in this household. We're looking for the Jupiter Jig. I got one more for you. Okay, hit me with it. A little Jupiter jig of a question I put together. <laughs> what type of slot machine oh. can be seen in the background of the dance scene? Wow, you bastard. Uh, I don't fucking know. It was a Big Shot branded oh, cool. slot machine. I thought it was kind of cool. That's cool. Well, that's That'd the trivia. That'd be a fun thing to own. We've got so much to cover. That, that was the trivia. Let's move on. I'm ready to get my spanking. Well, uh, uh, my hand is primed, but not to slap those little buns, Zach, to hit this fucking stopwatch because, Zach, you've got 20 seconds to let us know, to let the people know whether or not. That's right, everyone. Pause time because it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Did Zach comprehend the episode this week? We've got a right. new original story. We've got Blue Crows Walton out uh -huh. there in the sky. And Zach, you got to convey that to me. Doesn't matter what people at home think. Mm -mm. This it is really does. Real it never has mattered what the people at home think. It's you got to convince me, me to yeah. give you a passing grade. Yes. If you want a headline in my club, Zach, <laughs> you got to get the grades. If I Are want you ready, that Zach? Rose How you with feeling? my name on the door. How am I feeling? I think the trick is to not care if you live or die. Okay. All right. Okay. I think that's a good approach. Yeah. All right, Zach. You're going to have 20 seconds. Sure. Okay. I'm going to start on go. Okay. I, I hoped you would. And then you start on go as well. All right. You ready? Yes. Three, two, one. Go. It's the past, and Spike and Vicious are the best of syndicate pals, but tensions rise as a girl who is the new headliner at whatever bar What's-Her-Face runs becomes the object of both of their eye, and as people inside the syndicate want the, the all-over-the-place Vicious out. So Spike ends up being... He has to kill his friend Vicious, but then he doesn't, and he kills a bunch of people to Stop. cover up for Vicious. Yeah, sorry. You know, the setup uh, Zach, was good. you did a really good and job. And then I kind of went into hyperdrive. You got most of the stuff. I didn't get Spike and Julie. Yeah. I said there's a love triangle, but I didn't you get said they were both that they were both um, and I'm going to give together. you a B. I'll take it. You got just about everything that I wanted. Thanks, baby boy. Would have wanted some more fucking, but 
Well, I don't want to waste any time because we've already wasted plenty and there's actually a decent amount that I'd like to talk about in this episode. Yeah. Uh, This episode's important even though it feels less important since there's not more of this show. You know, there's only the one Mm -hmm. season. But this episode fully takes place as a flashback, something that we didn't get even in the episodes of the original series that were flashback heavy. There's always something in the present going on. We don't get any spike or, or sorry. Well, I guess you're right. Earlier you said we only get mm-hmm. fearless in this fearless. episode. We don't get any Jet or Faye in this episode. It's all about the dynamic between Spike, Vicious, and Julia. And I think it's an interesting concept And I almost wouldn't have minded or wouldn't in the future mind a version of Cowboy Bebop that focuses on this period of time. I think a a prequel to Cowboy Bebop is actually a really interesting idea. So going into this episode, there was some stuff that I thought was fairly interesting while it still had all of the, you know, anachronisms of live action Cowboy Bebop that we've come to know and love. Yeah, I... I think that the concept isn't bad at all. I I think that this is a cool story. I really like the setup. I think that John Cho and the actor that plays Vicious play off of each other pretty damn well. I had the exact same thought. Like, in the beginning of this episode, Spike and Vicious... That starting right off with that, but going on forward, they have this lived-in, believable relationship all of a sudden that is a little funny. Yeah. So... I don't know, and, like, so much more than Spike and Jet in this version have totally. had at all. In fact, like, I barely even thought about how Jet wasn't in this episode, because usually the episodes only want to show us Spike, Faye, and Vicious, and Julie. Exactly. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. But they do have a good dynamic. I like the idea, in a different world, I probably mm-hmm. would have enjoyed seeing vicious and spike both kind of instantly fall for julia but vicious be the one who kind of goes for her and so spike kind of hangs back until his very first opportunity alone with her where he promptly bangs her that is one of the things i'd like to talk about because i think that's probably the biggest hole in this episode is that i feel like the way that they tell the spike and julia romance in this episode I feel like the original, even though we never get the specifics, makes it feel like Julia and Spike had been with each other for a little while. And yeah, that it was and a... they'd been like having this relationship undercover. Now, sure, they kind of have through Vicious because they've become friendly over this long period of time. But it takes a little bit of the heartbreak away when it's like your bro's girlfriend they that up you once. just banged. They hooked up yeah. once. There's no love, and whatever love there is is rushed into really fast. But, like, in hindsight, it kind of then makes sense for this version of this story. Yeah, where Julia is with Vicious, because that's who she was with. She, like... Right. And we learn a little bit more that, like, uh, like in the end when Julia's about to run away and someone from Vicious... Like, you kind of see that she's become the damsel in distress a little bit. That she's kind of in this position because she's scared of what will happen to her if she even tries to do anything. I think that's interesting, but... This show has been such a boring version of Spike Spiegel, Mm -hmm. and I don't think his journey with falling for Julia and losing her in this episode does any more to make me, like, care about him. No, which really sucks, because I feel like this is the opportunity. You don't have the distraction of trying to... I think they tried so hard to make them stand out because they weren't as recognizable faces as John Cho that they 
forgot to make Spike the main character of the show. Well, yeah, or again, like I've been saying this whole time, Spike is such a subtle character in the original. Mm-hmm. He's quiet, but you see and learn so much more just through him being quiet and how mm-hmm. he reacts in certain situations. In this one, there's no subtlety in this writing. So he is just a quiet guy that mopes around and stuff. His sense of humor comes off so much more sad puppy yeah. than when in the original he's like really snarky and quick and always like it one is step very ahead sad puppy in the live action. I think so too. Now even a, a scene that I thought had potential but uh-huh. but still left me just like it it was a <laughs> bit of a tease. The the big scene where he goes and wipes out an entire fucking cartel, John sure. Wick style. If they had filmed that the way they filmed the opening scene of the series and you were actually in the room and saw all the stuff happening, it would have been so cool. But instead we're looking at it through what a three sixty view of a ramshackled building, like we're seeing through like slots in the wall and shit. And it was still kinda cool, but it was very evidently not John Cho, I don't <laughs> think. It was like they showed the profile of the face and it looked like a twenty two year old guy with much longer hair. It, it, I like <laughs> the part the one part I really like is when the uh, fire extinguisher busts open and creates yeah. a distraction. Here's what I th- that scene reminded me very specifically, and I don't think you've watched this show, but it reminded me of a specific scene in the show Barry. I've seen more of Barry than you have, bitch. I didn't know that. Well, We've talked about come, it. I've talked about it on the show, but it's I okay. would. I want to. I want to clear some air. How come I said I don't know if you've seen this show or not? How come it has to be? Yes, I have, bitch. What? What? <laughs> bitch? what, what warranted that? Huh? What warranted that reaction just now? Well, you know, <laughs> when I was a boy and my mother was going to jump off the building, my yeah. daddy didn't go help my mama. He just whispered in, in son's <laughs> little ear and said, she's weak as shit, just like <laughs> And you. when I cried, <laughs> you're being vicious in that one moment. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to say, there's a specific scene in Barry where he, like, tears through a room, mm-hmm. like, in the same way as this, and we follow him through the building as he seemingly one shot takes out each person. But it has a lot more weight and it's a lot more exciting. Whereas in this one, Spike is like hitting people with a thing that he's holding and they fall down and I guess He's like fucking Spider-Man in this scene. (laughs) It could have been, and now look, the the moment where he shoots the little girl has weight to it because of the way that they shoot it and the way that we see Spike make those decisions. But there's... Not a lot of that throughout the shot. He's just kind of like, huh, here we go. And then he kills a bunch of people. It, it, it even kind of undersells the the hype that this moment has yeah. been building up. It, it didn't live up to the hype at all. Yeah, I, I think that it just, you know, this episode had some of the highest potential of any episode of the live action thus far. And it wasn't a bad episode. There were laughable moments. Like when when Vicious confronts Spike at the end and like you see the close-up of Vicious, close-up of Spike, close-up of Vicious, close-up of Spike, close-up of Vicious, close-up of random (laughs) henchmen. I don't know. I'm just the guy. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck's going on? Did he fuck it? Or like the beginning at the moment where – the beginning moment where it ends up kind of being a joke, but Vicious is talking about like pain and – 
blade and slicing mm-hmm. and he's doing it through these like sexual little moans and stuff yeah. that he makes and then they're talking about shaving their balls they should have just been talking about shaving balls why did we have this weird like vicious moaning as he talks to his friend about shaving uh, his balls i don't know <laughs> the the euphoria the ecstasy what i want to say though is i think i am ready to put my tinfoil hat on and heap endless praise on the guy that plays vicious no zach this is a fucking star is born moment especially this episode he is maybe the best part of the show at this point and i, and I hate think, that and i think loki he has been the whole time and <laughs> when I we rewatch live action bebop never gonna happen but <laughs> i i think that that actor knows what show he's in yeah more than most of the other actors if not all of the other actors the moments when like (laughs) in the end of the episode when he comes into anna's place and he's like i'm gonna kill you and 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 (laughs) anna's like fuck off cunt the way that he like smiles with his (laughs) mouth closed like is so funny to me and it's a it's a choice that that actor's made that actually works really well. Yeah. I think that guy knows that what he's doing is funny. Absolutely. And it is funny. And it's funny. I like it a lot. I thought he was actually great in this episode. Yeah, I really have enjoyed laughing at this show. It's been a fun fun watch. It has been a fun watch. I enjoy laugh. This is I we've never really had an excuse to Shit on something? Shit on something. Usually what we're talking about is something that we like. So when we have negative things to say about it, it kind of hurts. But this is just silly and bad and fun. And it's fun to to shit on something. It's fun to look at it from that angle. But that doesn't discount how misguided this series is (laughs) and how they took a classic and and decimated it. They massacred my boy! Uh, not that long ago, I rewatched the original Avatar for the first time in years and actually really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was such a breath of fresh air to see – because one of the things I've hated most about this show is whenever you see someone inside their spaceship and they, mm-hmm. like, look out the window of the spaceship and it looks so <laughs> fucking bad. It was so nice to watch uh, Avatar and actually believe that people are in spaceships and stuff. And Avatar came out in, like, 13 years ago, 2009. <laughs> Have you seen the new one yet? As of time of recording, no. We might go see it tonight. I've been wanting to see it for a long time, and I'm Fuck, really excited I see to see it, tonight. it. I'm really excited to see it. I have no misgivings about giving my time to see Avatar 2. I'm excited. Yeah, it's just I want to see it in a theater. 3D. Yeah. Because I, I those, I'm not always huge on 3D, but a James Cameron 3D I'll go for. Literally. Literally. I don't care that much about 3D. Occasionally, I'll watch an animated movie in 3D because I yeah. think that can be kind of cool. Shrek but this, the Third. But this movie is meant to be great. seen in 3D. Uh, he ha- James Cameron has a way of making 3D films that truly fill up the room that you're in with like layers of the wildlife and of the water and of really feeling like it takes up the space that you're in. So I'm really excited to see it. My only misgiving is that when I go sit down to watch it, I'm going to be in that theater for about four hours. It's it's long. 
It's like three hours and 20 minutes I watched long. IGN's review of it, and IGN is, is questionable with some of their scores and things like that. But I just wanted to kind of see what the movie was about, and I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, Especially after one. watching the first one and liking it a lot more. I wasn't bored at all. I was like, my jaw was dropped the entire time I was watching, and this was watching it on my home TV. Mm-hmm. And then I was surprised to find myself emotionally invested mm-hmm. in a way that uh, I think a lot of people complain about those movies not being that way and I was yeah I think Avatar is great the moment at the end spoilers for 2009 James Cameron Avatar <laughs> the moment at the end when Neytiri picks up uh, Jake's like human body when he's yeah. in like the little thing and he and, and they get that's to a kink kink they unlocked get to, I don't know the I see you that they get to say to each mm-hmm. other and the full circle moment of like Jake getting to live with legs and with the and powerful Sigourney body Weaver and, being there too <laughs> it was a really great moment I really yeah. really really liked Avatar well Didn't really and that like should tell episode. you about how we <laughs> feel about this week Zach who's your who's your captain of the bebop do you have any final thoughts on uh uh, of... I think this was a fun episode, but where it goes the most wrong are the moments that they literally recreate from the Ballad of Fallen Angels. Yeah, because there's no emotional resonance and there's no mystery. To you the didn't Spike feel swathed in honey, Zach. What I love watching actually in this one is the Spike and Vicious dynamic and how Spike tries to make up for Vicious. Yeah, while things are kind of falling over him. And you know that this is all going to break at any time. Mm-hmm. That was kind of compelling to me. Yeah. And it was a pretty funny episode. I don't care about the Julia singing plot. That's kind of lame. We didn't say a mm-hmm. goddamn word about any of that. No. Um, I liked the uh, the musicians on stage. That that part was kind of cool. The music was, was fine until she walked out. Her big fucking moment. There was some good music Swath in this episode. <laughs> me in your teeth. <laughs> And everyone's like, oh, my God, that voice. <laughs> uh, my captain of the Bebop is easily vicious this week. We talked about it. He's a star in this one. He's funny. And I've gone from laughing at his performance mm-hmm. to I think he knows what he's doing. And he's doing it well. And now I'm on the side of it. So it's vicious. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think it's going to be a far too short-lived era of him being a, the star of this show and, and us realizing it because oh yeah, it, looking back onto like and we should have made, made Julia yeah. sing. <laughs> I'm so, for singing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm he's he's just Fearless. brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. brilliant. Um, so I, what a star made the episode for me. It's so much fun. Just enjoying the gift that he gave the world of, of his vicious, you know, but yeah, this, this show's not great, but it has been fun (laughs) talking about it. Well, gang, we've done it. We did it. Blue Crow Waltz. Uh, we've got one episode left of this and I don't really know what, Plot threads are going on in the present that we will need to ramp up next week. I hope it's totally unrelated. I have quite literally... uh, Okay, so yeah, some of the Spike and Vicious and Julia stuff will probably come up in the present, but I don't really have much of an idea of what we're going to be doing in the season finale next week. So I'm excited to see how they wrap it up. five seconds. I'm not so excited about that part. Uh, but I am excited. Look, everyone, we've got one more episode of the live action to recap next time. And then after that, we're going to do one last little broke back bye bye wrap broke up back episode. Bye, Bob. 
And uh, I think that'll be a lot of fun. We're wrapping this thing up, and I can't wait to see what the last couple weeks have in store for us. Yeah. Any last words before we... What? <laughs> the fuck while, while we fuck intensely while a expensive bottle of alcohol spills onto like the floor that we don't have a second thought about because we're deep into passion meanwhile someone's dumping gasoline on someone's face bye everybody bye everyone For listening. Support this show and our podcast network at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. We're starting at $5 a month. You can get immediate access to all 40 outrageous sessions of Broke Back Bebop. See you next time, Space Cowboy. Let's go!